What's good, fam? There are times when we look at somebody and we always knew that they'd accomplish great things in life. For example, in high school, she was really intelligent and she had a great personality and was really pretty. And so nobody was surprised when she did amazing things in life. Or everybody wanted to get with him. He was tall. He was good looking. He led the championship team. He got his schoolwork done and he could sing all at the same time. And so nobody was surprised when he started that business and he became a successful CEO. But then sometimes it's the most unlikely people who become well-respected in their field or in their profession. Most people didn't really see it coming. And so today, we're going to look at somebody just like that in the Bible, in the book of Acts, who we just wouldn't have seen doing the things that he did. And we're going to talk about the topic, Don't Sleep on Him, coming up next on The Tri-Tones. That's the book of Acts, chapter 9, verses 13 through 15. And today I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation Bible, the New Living Translation. And the word of God says, But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priests to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. But the Lord said, Go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings as well as to the people of Israel. So let's get into what's happening here. You know, God is having a conversation with a man named Ananias who is a believer and he's a follower of what they called the way. He uh, was a follower of the Christ. And just before this exchange that you hear in verses 11 and 12, God says, I need you to go see a man in the city named Saul. He's from a place called Tarsus, and he's at Judas's crib. He's been praying to me, and I told him that you're going to show up. So there are two things that we're going to talk about today. And the first of those is one's reputation can make us callous. One's reputation can make us callous. Verses 13 and 14 says, But Lord exclaimed Ananias, I've heard many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to the believers in Jerusalem. And he's authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. And so Ananias is talking about Saul's reputation. His reputation has preceded him. And Ananias says, I I've heard about this guy. And but God, I, I need you to know that this is what he does. 
He says, I've heard about this dude and I have no sympathy for him. He was callous. He was unsympathetic. He didn't care. How do I know that Ananias was callous towards Saul's situation? Verse 11 says, the Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. Verse 12 says, I have shown him a vision of a man named Ananias coming in and laying hands on him so he can see again. So God is saying to him, go to this place, to Judas's house, find a man named Saul from Tarsus. He's praying to me right now. And then I need you to lay hands on him because he's blind. He can't see. And so God explains this to Ananias. And in the words of my beautiful wife from Macon, Georgia, Ananias ain't studying that. Because Ananias is like, but God, this dude right here, have you heard how he gets down, how he's out here trying to kill folks, how he's out here trying to arrest people? It's important to note that there are folks in your life right now who are trying. They're doing the best they can with what they got. And their best doesn't meet your standard. Oh, you're, you're leery because of their reputation. And, and I get it because I'm, I'm cautious too. But sometimes people have made horrible decisions or horrific decisions. And they've lived lifestyles that are contrary to God's will. But now, they're legit trying to do the right thing. But based on what they've been through, based on what they've seen, and based on what they've been taught, it's all they know, even if it's all wrong. You know, when you take a look at Saul's LinkedIn profile, when you, when you look at his resume, we find out that he was a Pharisee or a religious leader. So he grew up in this thing. Like, this is all he knew. We're also told that he studied under a scholar by the name of Gamaliel. And so he was well learned. He was no dummy, but he had learned some bad stuff. So Saul was doing the best that he could with what he had. So he's out here going in on folks. He's 10 toes down for what he believes is the right thing. Saul is like, yo, how dare this Jesus come up in here and, and try to corrupt folks? Saul thought that he was serving God. So there are folks who may not be as articulate. They might even cuss a little bit, but they mean well. There are others who might not be so good at resolving conflict, but trust and believe that they will stand up and be ready to fight for what they believe in. There are others who can't control or who can't always control their impulses because of a mental health condition or maybe they're on the autism spectrum, but they mean well. There are others who like to hit that weed. They're, they're caught up. They love their loud, but they're trying. And unfortunately, because of their reputation and how they handle things and the things that they've done, we're too callous to be able to see past the reputation, to see that they are blind, but they're praying. They're talking to God, and they desperately need help. 
They just aren't going about it in a way that, that works for us. So, one's reputation can make us callous towards them. But my second point is that God's validation should make us compassionate. One's reputation can make us callous, but God's validation should make us compassionate. Verse 15 says, but the Lord said, go, for Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as to the people of Israel. So God says, go, because I co-sign this dude. I am referring him. I am vouching for him. I validate him. You know, there is a risk that someone who has a bad reputation could get us caught up in some stuff. And our reputation may be placed on the line because of them. And, and, and or we might get got by them. But when God says go, we go. Because even if those things happen, even if we get got or we get burned in the process, he still needs us to show that person some compassion at that moment. Saul turned things around immediately and never looked back, but maybe we show compassion to somebody and they make a bad decision after that. And we think to ourselves, I should have never done that. I should have never gotten involved. But then maybe one year later, they remember your compassion, your love, your help, and it's a stepping stone to their development. When God signs off on somebody and, and God co-signs on that person, then compassion is in order. Saul became Paul, and wherever he went initially, the disciples kind of looked at him a little crazy, a little side-eyed. They were like, we don't trust him. But eventually, eventually, he became a giant in the faith. He wrote a significant portion of the New Testament. He was responsible for spreading the gospel as he road tripped throughout the countryside. Paul became a force to be reckoned with for God. So there may be a Saul in your life right now, a rough around the edges person that everybody fears and nobody trusts, an outright scoundrel. <laughs> but if God speaks to you about that unlikely vessel that he wants to use for himself, you just might be the one to help them get their sight and be the answer to their prayers. So there are some unlikely folks out there that, uh, that need you. So remember, one's reputation can make us callous, but... God's validation should make us compassionate. Heavenly Father, we come before you recognizing that we don't always know what you're doing in the life of others. Although on the outside, they may appear to be a certain way, but in their quiet place, they're actually having a conversation with you. Help us to be in tune with you so that we know exactly when to intervene in somebody's life, that we know exactly what to do and what to say at just the right time so that we can speak to a Saul 
who's on their way to becoming a Paul. Help us not to look down our noses at somebody else because of the, the, the bad things that they may have done. We acknowledge that you looked past our flaws and still had faith in us in spite of who we were. Shoot, in spite of who we are. We ask right now, Heavenly Father, that when you speak to us about someone, regardless of what their reputation may have been, that you would allow us to put aside the things and the fears that we may have about how it can impact us and that we would just simply say yes, that we would go so that we can be the answer to their prayers and we can help them to be able to see better. Finally, Lord, as always, we know that we've committed violations against you and we're sorry. Please forgive us. Wipe us clean. Make us ready to do another great work in your name. And all of the trifling ones said, Amen.